Hi there. Um, I just thought I would jump on and have a couple of um minutes, uh probably extend a bit long uh, minutes, but to discuss um bullying, harassment and victimization and what the sanctions you can have in terms of bringing it into an employment tribunal setting. So first of all, let's just get to grips with the definitions and the potential sanctions against an employer in the event that you are struggling right now to really pinpoint what kind of employment tribunal claim you might have. And I just wanted to highlight at this stage, we do have training courses for you to DIY, do your own employment tribunal claim on our website. Um, if you go to our resources section, there's a masterclass that you can join, which is just a quick session overview of if you're thinking about progressing to an employment tribunal claim. And then there's actually full on courses that will take you step by step, give you everything you need in terms of the schedule of loss and also help you really identify the essence of your tribunal claim, which you might be struggling to understand because we have a good module on employment law in a very basic and simple sense. But anyway, let me get on to uh, bullying, harassment and victimisation. And in short, let me break it down for you. Bullying is not a crime. Harassment is a crime and related to discrimination protected characteristics and victimization is the thing that happens to you as a result of you putting your hand up and arguing or making a point to your employer about their treatment of you or another employee so it's the reaction that you suffer whilst in employment now bullying as we know is um, something that can be so devastating in employment and quite simply, bullying in, in employment, although it's not um, a legally defined, um, easy to bring tribunal claim, it can be brought. Um, and bullying would normally be brought um, under a breach of trust and confidence claim. So breach, so going to point out that the basic requirement of any contract of employment is that uh, you keep me safe and in my employment so it might also be under the the auspices of you're saying your employer has a basic implied duty to keep me safe and that the bullying that I've suffered has um, you know has caused detriment to my mental health and or um you know because of the behavior that I have experienced oftentimes by a manager or a senior person I am now uh, losing the trust and confidence which goes to the core and the root of the relationship between um, me as an employee and you as my employer and that bullying and harassment um, might be something like for instance bringing up a disciplinary issue um, and what you are arguing is in bad faith. So um, bad faith, meaning that they're doing it in a manipulative, uh, 
with the bad, with poor and bad motives, really just to sicken you. And actually the issue that they're using is of inconsequence. You know, it was something that happened six months ago and they're trying to change it into something that's somehow now a big problem for them. Or, you know, everybody's normally late. We all accept that the employees are late. And all of a sudden you specifically are being disciplined for that because maybe you... <laughs> had an altercation with your manager about the health and safety or something to do with your employment or changing your hours or you weren't as flexible as they'd like you to be and you asserted your rights. So, um, or it could be that, um, you know, a bullying is much more insipid. It's much more, you know, um, and again, it, it could be that your colleagues are normally granted the holidays that they request, but they're not often request allowing you for your holidays are not there or maybe what they're doing is they're applying the holiday policy specifically to you for instance you must and you can only get your holidays if you request them four weeks in advance yet you know other colleagues request them two weeks in advance and routinely get them but for you they're they're be, <coughs> they're applying the rules almost in a kind of jobs worthy or specific way in which case you're arguing that they, they are being uh, bullying. Now, where this grows and moves to harassment is where the harassment, unlike bullying, could be more of a one-off event. It could be one thing that is said related to the protected characteristic that you have. So, um, you know, the definition for harassment it comes from the Equality Act 2010, so if you're ever needing some advice on, on, you know, the specifics of that, I would look at that equality um, act on what, what it's, you know, required, you know, what how the definition looks. But in short, harassment is where somebody um, experiences a behaviour that um, might be intimidation, it might be um kind of um, undermining your dignity and um, it might be more to do with um, unwanted behavior it might be to humiliate you it might be you find offensive and it's all to do with these nine protected characteristics that are itemized in the Equality Act which are age, sex, sexual orientation, gender assignment, pregnancy or maternity, religion or belief, um, civil partner or marital status, disability and um, lost the final one. Um, let me just remind myself, it, it could be, um, oh goodness me, I will, um, uh, I think I've said them all. <laughs> Oh, no, have I? Sex, religion, release, race, pregnancy, marriage and civil partnership, gender reassignment, disability and age. So, yes, I th they are the nine ones that would be covered under this. So let me go back to that example. So the example is where, for instance, somebody says, oh, well, you're just too old to do that. Or How, have you not had your pension yet? And actually you find that very um, humiliating or undermining or you know intimidating really because maybe you maybe you have grey hair you're prematurely grey but you actually don't perceive yourself to be old and either way whether you're old or not you can still be um 
feeling as a person that's endured that that's unacceptable. And it's not about who said it and their intentions. It's about how you've received it and the feeling that it gives you. And that's the critical part in terms of determining this that often employers overlook. It's not about who, what the intention was when it was said. It's always about how you perceived it. And, though, and so as long as it is linked to those nine issues that I've outlined, that it could be something to do about um, you know, you, the people that even you hang around with, that perhaps you uh, hang around with a, a circle of predominantly um, lesbian women and there's something said about that, you find it offensive, it's a one-off remark, or it could be continuous remarks. Again, you could be saying um, that my dignity and I, I find it offensive. Um, and so that is harassment and an employer is duty bound to deal with that. Perhaps you then raise a grievance as an outcome of the grievance. Perhaps your grievance is a little bit upheld, but the problem then becomes your, your manager, who was the person that said it and was then investigated, holds it against you. And the, the behaviours that then come from your manager as a result, result in them basically, you know, maybe not approving your leave as quickly as you could, as they should. Maybe they uh, put, change the department that you're working in, move your desk, basically generally make your life hell. That is victimisation as a result of um, the behaviour um, or you putting, you putting in a grievance. Um, and it, it also sometimes happens quite commonly to women who go off on pregnancy and maternity, which is protected characteristics. So they've maybe, you know, there's maybe not even been one grievance. They maybe were hired, doing their job, fell pregnant, and the manager cannot handle it. I've just trained this woman up. She's gone off on maternity. And when they come back, because they've been off for, for nine months or however long they've taken for maternity, they start to feel that the behaviour that they receive is um, subtle, potentially again, but really exclusionary or um, slightly bullying or um, almost um, kind of just being left out or perhaps the role is a more senior role and not included in things. So the behaviour becomes... A result of the pregnancy, um, because the manager maybe even subconsciously has held the fact that the person has then got pregnant and had a child and had to take that time off. And bearing in mind, oftentimes it's the time out of the business um, that people resent um, and the fact that it kind of interrupts any business cont continuity or plans or strategy or work that that person was supposed to be doing. Um, and then they've had a, a problem finding a replacement or whatever. And their the the reaction that happens as a result to that woman is that they are sidelined, they're undermined, they're not included, they are given lower tasks than they were hired to do. All of this is victimisation on the the part of the employer because of the protected characteristics and you could argue it's maybe even harassment too but it's all related to discrimination either directly or indirectly uh, which would raise to claim to an employment tribunal proceedings so hopefully that's been helpful hop over to the hrsolver.co.uk um, uh, website you can register for emails and updates on more podcast episodes or you can, in fact, see some of our articles on the, this kind of topic too.
Look forward to hearing from you. Bye.